0: moving cyber risk beyond the Bronze Age, and ransomware gang wars. These stories and more coming up in the ISMG Security Report. Hello, I'm Eric Chabro, reporting today from the ISMG Fraud and Breach Prevention Summit here in New York City. The summit kicks off with a keynote address by Phil Reitinger. For those who don't know Reitinger, he has quite an impressive resume. Deputy Undersecretary for Cybersecurity at the U.S. Department of Homeland Security, the first Chief Information Security Officer at the entertainment conglomerate Sony, and Chief Trustworthy Infrastructure Strategist at Microsoft. Since last summer, Reitinger has been Chief Executive of the Global Cyber Alliance. The alliance is a year-old international cross-sector not-for-profit that aims to confront, address, and prevent malicious cyber activity. I caught up with Reitinger to discuss his keynote address, which he called Systemic Cyber Risk, Welcome to the Bronze Age. And I asked him, what does the title mean?
1: How one addresses systemic cyber risk, both its measurement and the actions we take in regard to it, we're still in the early stages of. There are people who are very good at it. You know, We have practitioners who know what they're doing, but there's not a whole lot of science behind it. It tends to be more, not even yet engineering approaches. I've often said that we need to move from religion to science in cybersecurity, and I think that's true. We are good at doing what we do, but we need to move beyond the Bronze Age to the Iron Age and eventually to the Information Age where all of our decisions are made based on what the data tells us.
0: You mentioned moving from religion to science. What do you mean by that?
1: If you bring in a person who is what they're doing and they look at what what your cybersecurity policies, what your architecture, and what your operations look like, they can tell you some things that you ought to do and some actions you ought to take. But that's all based on experience. That's what we know and what we've seen to work. There's no really strong or broadly developed analytical framework that gives you a quantitative and measurable answer. We're getting farther and farther in that direction, especially with frameworks like the kill chain that was developed by Lockheed Martin. But we have a long way to go towards where we have cybersecurity practitioners who are scientists as opposed to artists or witch doctors.
0: The Alliance takes on one or two narrowly focused cyber risk challenges at a time. Rottinger says small projects should produce big results. One Alliance project employs DMARC to mitigate phishing attacks. DMARC is an email validation system designed to detect and prevent spoofing. A second initiative is known as the DNS Response Policy Zones. The project combines threat intelligence that provides a way to block attacks through DNS, the domain name system. That's the decentralized naming systems for computers, services, and resources connected to the internet or private networks.
1: We need entities that just as much focus on getting stuff done. Working on the strategic, but through the lens of tactical action, trying to make measurable changes. It's essentially using a startup approach to a much bigger problem. You don't try and build a government agency that's got 15 components and all these different things. You pick a part of the problem, and you design a solution, and you see if it works. And if it doesn't, you want to fail fast and then try something else. You don't want to get caught up in all of the administrative overhead and work around trying to have an omnibus strategy that will be out of date before it's ever implemented.
0: That's Global Cyber Alliance's CEO, Phil Reitinger, who's delivering the keynote at this week's ISMG Fraud and Breach Prevention Summit being held in New York City. You're listening to the ISMG Security Report on ISMG Radio. ISMG, your number one source for information security news. Just like the Bloods and the Crips, as well as various factions of the Mafia, ransomware gangs can battle one another. Discord among ransomware gangs seem to have surfaced in cyberspace. To discuss the possible conflict, I'm joined by Data Breach Today Executive Editor Matt Schwartz. Hi, Matt. Hi, Eric. There's no honor among thieves.
2: Certainly if you are part of a ransomware gang, it seems like you're fair game for the competition. What we've seen recently is a group behind the Pedia ransomware appears to have obtained, possibly hacked into, servers being used by the Chimera ransomware gang. And they've stolen not only source code for their rival Chimera, but also decryption keys that the attackers had amassed through their forced encryption of victims. PCs.
0: Why would one gang go after another gang?
2: Simple economics. Both gangs would theoretically like to sneak their ransomware onto target's PCs, and if one gets there before the other, they're most likely to profit, as well as most likely to have the ability to kick rival ransomware software off of those PCs. Fewer competitors means potentially greater profits. Do we know who's behind these ransomware gangs? No. Unfortunately, it's not clear. A lot of cybercrime is operating from Russia and Eastern Europe, security experts have long said, and ransomware seems to be no exception to that role.
0: Can we expect an all-out
2: war? It appears that the Kimura ransomware gang is defunct, or at least there's been little or no related activity seen by the gang. So I would say it's probably unlikely that anyone's going to come back seeking revenge, but then again, you never know.
0: What's the impact of this on victims of ransomware attacks?
2: If you are one of 3,500 camera victims, the related decryption keys have now been leaked. And I've been speaking with security experts. They're not 100% sure yet that the keys are actually legitimate. This could just be a hot air marketing exercise on behalf of Pedia. They've just also announced a ransomware as a service offering that they're trying to get other cyber crooks to use. So who knows if this is legitimate? But if these 3,500 keys are legitimate, it's not going to take very long, I would imagine, before security security... security firms build and release decryption tools so that victims can take their encrypted files and decrypt them using these tools. Thanks, Matt. Thank you, Eric.
0: Looking to buy antivirus protection? There are a number of industry-wide tests to benchmark software, but not all vendors participate. That's because they don't trust the results generated by those tests. ISMG Managing Editor for Security and Technology, Jeremy Kirk, picks up the story.
3: So what endpoint protection product should your organization purchase? It's a terrible question to answer amidst shouts from overcommon vendors and swirling FUD. Reading industry antivirus comparison tests would be the logical answer, but unfortunately, not all vendors participate, especially some of the hot security startups. But one of those companies, Silence, says it hopes to make its product available for testing as long as those evaluations are more sophisticated. Chad Skipper, vice president of testing for Silence, says previous tests were too simplistic
0: they were not necessarily very effective in testing
2: the ability for that av product to predict or prevent zero day top malware from executing on the inbox on on the endpoint
3: Silance is one of several AV vendors that are using machine learning and algorithms to detect malicious behavior. Many security software applications still rely on signatures to detect malware, which can miss new variations. The new approaches by next-gen AV vendors means that some malicious code may not be detected right away. As a result, those vendors have shied away from testing, fearing that a poor result will cast a pall over their products and potentially cause venture capital funding to dry up. But AV testing companies say they're developing more advanced tests which take into account defenses such as URL filtering and unauthorized outbound communication. That's closer to what Lockheed Martin calls the cyber kill chain, which is a description of the stages of a cyber attack. Skipper says tests that take into account the cyber kill chain are more useful for buyers to evaluate products.
0: There's no silver bullet in security,
2: and we're human. Um, I've seen violence miss, right? Even in my own testing. But it's now about engaging those those third-party testing organizations to see if we can't have more of a cyber kill chain type testing
3: methodology. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Jeremy Kirk. Finally,
0: cybersecurity could pay some dividends for Hillary Clinton. Not Clinton herself, but her presidential campaign. The campaign holds a fundraiser Wednesday with cybersecurity as its theme. According to the Clinton campaign website, the fundraiser will be an evening discussing cyber policy issues facing the next administration. It's being held in Las Vegas, where the Black Hat Security Conference is underway. Clinton won't be attending, but the fundraiser will feature Jeff Moss. Moss is the hacker who founded the Black Hat and DEF CON security conferences. Black Hat spokeswoman Meredith Corley says the fundraiser is not sanctioned by Black Hat and points out that many cyber tide events happen in Vegas the same week as Black Hat. Carly says Black Hat is nonpartisan and always been vendor and politically neutral. Want to attend the fundraiser? It'll cost you a campaign contribution of between $100 and $2,700. That's the ISMG Security Report. Our theme is by Ithaca Audio. I'm Eric Chabro. Catch you next time.